Welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast, a podcast designed for you with insights from fellow members as well as NFP and Partners Financial experts. Hi, welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast. I'm Kristen Bulat. Thanks for joining us today. On this podcast, I have Jessica Espinoza, who is Managing Director of Retirement for the Mid-Atlantic Region. And Jessica is here to talk to us about PEPs. Thanks for joining us today, Jessica. Thanks for having me, Kristen. So let's jump right in and tell us what is a PEP? So a PEP is a pooled employer plan, and it's a newly available plan structure. It just got launched or actually became available due to new legislation that passed in late 2019, the SECURE Act. And this was uh, launched by Congress because we realized that a lot of small plans or small employers aren't offering a retirement plan benefit. So offering an opportunity for different businesses to join together and pool their resources to get better pricing and better administrative efficiencies was the goal. And the result is probably the best solution that we've seen that allows different employers to come together, you know, since the history of any type of multiple employer solution. Prior to the SECURE Act, employers had to be related to each other to pool their resources, right? Absolutely. So in a multiple employer plan, there are some ways around it, but uh, for the most part, you had to have some common thread, either be part of the same association, same business, some type of common ownership. So the PEPs really eliminated that requirement, and there is no commonality required to pool together to join a PEP. Okay. So can you talk to me about NFP's involvement? Why, why are you spending time going around talking to us about PEPs? Certainly. So NFP just launched two new PEP solutions at the start of 2022. And we realized that there's a lot of interest in this area of the market, not just for our small clients, but also very large clients. And one of the huge advantages, other than efficiencies um, and just getting off some of that administrative burden, is that there's the greatest transfer of fiduciary risk in a PEP than any other solution in the market today. So within the PEP, there are a few different parties. One that's critical is called the PPP, or we're calling it the P3, the pooled plan provider. The PPP uh, is serving as the plan sponsor. The employer is no longer the plan sponsor. So whenever we go into a retirement meeting and say, there's no complete abdication of fiduciary responsibility, in the case of a PEP, that's almost not true. Uh, the only fiduciary decision that a plant sponsor or that an employer is making at this point is to select the PEP. From there, the PPP is responsible for monitoring, selecting all other service providers, one of which would be NFP acting as a 338 investment fiduciary. So a great risk mitigation opportunity here for clients of all sizes. And in addition to that, there is a 316 administrative fiduciary that's there doing all that admin work on top of that. Wow, that sounds really great, particularly the transfer of administration work and fiduciary duty. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and what we've seen is depending on the size of the plan, different aspects of this are more critical or less critical to them. But, you know, on the larger end, it's really transferring that risk. And on the smaller end, it's transferring that administrative burden. But on either end, you know, we've seen a lot of interest in a PEP solution. That's great. And a lot of times when you think about sort of economies of scale, right, pull your resources together, partners, financial guys are familiar with that. If you all go to the carrier and ask for something, you're more likely to get the response. And we think that it would work in a similar way with the PEP, particularly in when it comes to the costs of the PEP. Absolutely. So I'll tell you, uh, quite honestly, for a startup, the costs are very comparable to what you could get in the startup marketplace. So it's not a huge savings for a plan that is launching from day one. But when you think about all of the administrative support you're receiving and the lack of fiduciary liability and the lack of ongoing monitoring that needs to be done, you're not facing that burden plus paying that cost. So similar costs to a typical startup plan. When you get to a, an existing plan, uh, you know, once you get into about $2 million in assets or so, you start to see those efficiencies from a price standpoint really stand out. And the other place where price is going to be a huge competitive advantage is on the investment menu. So NFP has already provided some great cost efficiencies for clients through our collective investment trusts. These PEP menus take that to the next level and reduce the investment expenses beyond even what we've negotiated for a standalone plan on the collective space. So the average investment expense that we're looking at for the PEPs is around 14 basis points, including active management. Wow, that's really great. And didn't you tell me that those startup plans where the fees are comparable are really basic sort of bare bones plans as opposed to this plan with a lot more sort of bells and whistles and customizations? Absolutely. So you're not going to get the same providers at the same cost. It would be comparable to, you know, the lowest cost provider where, you know, you're getting a 1-800 number to call if you have any questions, even at the plan sponsor level. And a lot of all, really all of that administrative burden is going to fall on you with a whole lot of, without a whole lot of guidance. So uh, the PEP does afford the opportunity to use top quality providers with all the bells and whistles from technology and resources for participants without that added cost. Those sound really great. I can just imagine our listeners out there thinking, who, who's a good fit for these? What sort of business owner, client, or you know, CEO should I be approaching about this opportunity? So, of course, for any plan that hasn't launched a retirement program yet, what we're finding is that benefit packages, especially in this tight labor market, are the deal breaker of getting top talent into your organization. And retirement is ranking exceptionally high in surveys that we're seeing by Glassdoor and other similar publications. So being able to be competitive, get that top talent and keep them, a retirement benefit is going to be table stakes for that. Uh, so anyone who hasn't launched a plan because of the administrative burden or concerns about monitoring and keeping that plan going on, they are a great candidate. On top of that, mid-sized companies that are approaching 100 employees, once you get to the magical number of 120, you are subject to a plan audit. That can be extremely costly. In a PEP, 
audit fees are distributed amongst all of the PEP employers. And so as that grows, you can imagine it can be pennies compared to the thousands of dollars you'll put out for an audit every year, in addition to a week's worth of work getting your auditor all the information that they're requesting. So any employer facing that pivotal 120 employee mark, it may be an opportunity to suggest taking that administrative burden off their shoulders and moving to the PEP. And then last, I would say for large employers that have expressed concern about the increase of litigation in our industry uh, and are concerned about their fiduciary liability, again, I can't stress enough that this is the biggest risk transfer opportunity in the market today. So really offloading that fiduciary responsibility and limiting any potential option for facing lawsuits. And those, I just want to circle back to those employers that are approaching that magic 120 number. I thought I remembered you saying that the PEP handles all of the audit, right? The- oh, yes. Yes. So there's no requirement for the employer to handle any of the data transfer for the audit. The only administrative items that the employer is responsible for in the PEP is making sure the money gets from their payroll to the provider. Um, By the way, that can be automated with many payroll companies. So even that could be offloaded depending on which payroll company the employer's using. Uh, And then making sure they get all their census data for testing. They'll still be subjected to annual testing requirements, but that is all handled by the provider and the 316 fiduciary. It's just a matter of making sure they have that information uploaded. That alone seems like it it would be a reason to use the PEP. I was wondering though, is there a, a minimum number of employees that you need to have in order to make have the PEP make sense? Uh, Absolutely not. There is no minimum required. Uh, There are some base fees with the PEPs. So, you know, if it's a very small organization with two to 10 employees, it's just a matter of whether that base fee is worth the employer's output, right? But I would say, you know, keeping in mind that there are some nice tax credits out there for small employers launching a new retirement plan that can help offset that. That sounds great. So as you're talking to people, I mean, I can't, I'm sitting here, I can't think of a reason why an employer would not want to do the PEP. Have you come across someone who said no and and what was their hesitation? Yeah, so I think for existing plans that are used to having full flexibility to make their own decisions about which provider they use, what investments to include in the menu, it can be a a hurdle to think about the fact that you're not going to have that level of flexibility, that you're asking someone else to make those decisions on your behalf. But if they can get past that, not having the input into the investment menu or into the provider's selections, And even with the provider selections, we're offering choice, just not the number of choices you would have as a single standalone plan, then, you know, those hurdles can be very minimal. Okay, that sounds great. So imagine you're a partner's producer and you're sitting with the business owner or the CEO or even the head of HR and you're talking about business succession or key employees and you just heard this amazing podcast with Jessica Espinoza. What does he or she need to say to that person on the other side of the table, the business owner, to start this conversation about PEPs? 
I think if they are an exist, if they already have an existing retirement plan, asking some questions about whether the burden of administering that plan is weighing on the business and if it is a, a drag on their business productivity. Uh, also, whether they don't have a retirement benefit, if that's caused trouble for them with employees where they haven't been able to retain employees or attract employees because of missing certain key elements of their benefits package. And then leading into the fact that we have a automated, lower cost, streamlined solution that could make it a favorable opportunity where it wasn't something they were interested in in the past. So it seems to me, A, do you have a retirement plan? B, are you happy with that plan? Right. C, how many employees do you have? And if you're approaching that 120, are you prepared for your audit or would you like someone to handle it for you, right? Exactly. Exactly right. All right. Awesome. So our our producers tend to call with the, I got a guy, I got a guy and he's got this. So when we've got a guy that feels like a pep could be a fit, or they've asked one of those, all, all of those three questions, what do they do next? So they can absolutely reach out to me. I'm happy to help. And if you share my contact information, I'm happy to direct them. Uh, and of course we have retirement providers uh, across all the regions. So depending on where they're located, I can connect them with the right individual who can help get them those quotes, compare it to what a standalone plan would look like, compare the pros and cons and help them make the decision if the PEP's the right solution for them. All right. That sounds great. I think your phone will be ringing off the hook very soon. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it, Kristen. Well, thank you for your time today, Jessica, and for teaching us about PEPs. Absolutely. Happy to help. And uh, please let me know if you have any follow-up questions from this podcast. I'm sure we will. Thank you. All right. Thank you.